Hello and welcome to Galactic Goddess podcast and show. Today we have a very special guest today, somebody who's very dear to me. I met you, what, three years ago? Yes. Three years ago. We went through a journey together, which we can talk about in a second. Welcome Goddess Gia Miller, who is a co-author to Awakening Star Seeds. She is a world traveler and she has so much to share with us today. So thank you and welcome for joining us. Thanks. I'm so happy to be here and excited to be a part of this book. Um, everybody has a story to tell. They just don't have a platform to tell it from. That's so true. And I think you have a whole book inside of you <laughs> or two. Yes, um, yes. Let, let's just chat a little bit about maybe our history or your history. Like where, where would you like to start? Um, yeah, I, we can start when we met. Yes, absolutely. Uh, I met I met Rada in September of September sixth, actually, uh, two thousand sixteen. I was in Costa Rica getting my breast implants out, which I had for thirteen years because I didn't know that they had to be changed out every six to ten years, mm-hmm. which I know now, but it does me no good to know that now. Mm-hmm. But um, after going and getting them out, my life is much better. And the silver lining was the people that I met when I was there, mm-hmm. the wonderful people that I met, and I've made friends with and kept in contact with from all over the world that I met in Costa Rica. That was such a gift to be able to meet like you and all the other women. It was a very, you know, gut-wrenching and scary journey, you know, to make, but the result was so wonderful because we got, we started getting our health back. We started feeling more ourselves. We started connecting with amazing women like yourself and it really activated this a new level of empowerment, I think. Don't you agree? Oh, absolutely. And it was even better because we got to be there with the women in our lives, the most important women in our lives. Mine was my daughter's and yours was your mother. That's right. That's so true. It's so sweet. And and thank you, Dr. Zola. We love you for life. (laughs) And Hope, Hope, thank you for the group, the Facebook group. I know. Thank you, Hope. We love you for life. I mean, without Hope, I would have never found that group. I would have never found you. And that's what this is all about. You know, Awakening Star Seeds is about bringing people together, different communities from across the world, different backgrounds and um, different stories because we all have wisdom to share, you know, and you have so much wisdom inside of you, Dia. And I'd love to talk to you about, you know, you just went through, um, you're going through a separation right now. And um, I really love to talk to you about, you know, redefining roles in relationships and marriage. And sexuality. And the most important part, sexuality. Yes. Yes. The most important because sexuality will change the marriage or the relationship. That's so true. 100%. Yes. Or lack of sexuality. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. This is my fourth major relationship. My fourth marriage. the other four in the other three ended in divorce. I still love those men. I still would talk to them when I see them. The one I'm married to now still love him. Mm-hmm. We just agreed that we cannot stay in the same house anymore. We can't be married and that's okay. Mm-hmm. We both have different things that we're working on, but yeah. coming out of my first, no, actually. Okay. First and third was the same one. First and third husband was the same one. Oh, no way. Yes. Yes. I've married him at 16 and 36. But the second one was the long-term. He was the long-term one for almost 15 years. Mm -hmm. And when that relationship ended, it made me realize the white picket fence that 
I was so matronly in and I was a wonderful mother and I thought I was a good wife, Mm -hmm. but I was, I was a better mother than I was Mm -hmm. wife. I'll be honest because I felt I had to stay in the little Betty Crocker cookie cutter, white picket fence, kids going Mm -hmm. to private school, you know, two cats, two dogs. And it took away a lot of my sexuality and therefore I couldn't be the wife I was before I had children Mm -hmm. and it affected my relationship. Mm -hmm. And, um, so after that, it, my sexuality took off and it's still going strong. (laughs) I love that. Yes, yes, yes. I mean, we were just talking about how, um, after, you know, breast implants were removed, it activated a whole realm of sexuality where so many women that get breast implants, they start to go numb inside sexually um, partially and mostly because they're very sick. They, they don't know it, but they're becoming very sick. And so when you become sick and weak, you don't have that drive. And when we got them out, we're like, woo <laughs> it's like a whole world opened up. <laughs> yes, yes. My, my, my sex life greatly improved after I got them out with my current husband. And um, yeah, and it, but he was working nights and it was just crazy schedules. Mm-hmm. But um, but yeah, things definitely improved and we both learned things that we didn't know about before. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. There was some great in that, you know? And- oh, yeah. I'll be forever grateful for him. <laughs> <laughs> but it's time. It's time. Yeah. And do you, um, how, how, how deep do you want to go in this conversation? Because we can go, uh, you know, anywhere you want to go. <clears throat> okay. Well, I'll go back to when I decided I wanted more sexually. Um, and when I decided I wanted to experience more of my sexuality, mm-hmm. um, my husband of 15 years, almost 15 years, we, um, we had a friend that came visit for the weekend at our camp and one thing led to another. Of course we were drinking. That's how it usually starts. Mm-hmm. And I just decided, you know what, maybe this will be fun. Mm-hmm. It was his birthday. So I just decided, okay, I'll give you this for your birthday. So me and my friend and him. Mm-hmm had a nice evening together. And the next morning I woke up and I'm like, this doesn't feel wrong. And it was the first time in my life I had ever felt anything outside of just the man, woman, that's the only thing that is right. Mm-hmm. So, um, so we asked her to move in with us and mm-hmm. bought a house together and everything was great. And then we just decided that it was too much love to end up in one house. Mm-hmm. And I went another route. They're married now, they're happily married now. Mm-hmm. And bless her heart, she's got implants and she refuses to believe anything's wrong with them. But Mm -hmm. that's her own battle, not mine. Mm -hmm. Um, I spent a few years single and then got remarried. And um, in the meantime, I decided it wasn't only men that I liked. I like girls Mm -hmm. and guys. I love all body types and shapes. Mm -hmm. You know, I just, I just love people. It's souls that I'm attracted to. Yeah. Right. And that's that's difficult for Mm -hmm. some people to understand. They're like, how can you be with that person? He looks like this or she looks like that. And I'm like, but their soul is so Mm -hmm. beautiful. How could you not see that? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's a, it's a, um, you're redefining. It sounds like you're coming into a sexual revolution, so to speak and redefining those old terms. I'd like to really go back to the place though with, um, your, with the husband and the, situation like why did it not work having all three of you together what what were the issues that may have came up and please be be honest so people can know what might happen 
Oh, I, I did a ton of research, which is one reason I want to talk about this, because I did a ton of research. I would print off papers and highlight them at night. We'd go to bed. I'd read the papers. I'd hand them to them so they can see what, what are we getting ourselves into? Because mm -hmm. we had four daughters. I had two and she had two. And we were, we were combining our households. Mm -hmm. And um, the girls knew each other. They loved each other, our children. And so we just were going to blend our families mm -hmm. and we bought a house to, to live together. Wow. And, um, and then he was forced to pick his, um, she decided she didn't want to share that wasn't what she wanted. And I can understand that because she hadn't come into her own sexually yet, you know? Mm -hmm. And so, I mean, I'm not going to judge her for that. So she, she told him it's her or me and he picked her and, mm -hmm. and that's fine. I do not fault him for that. If that's what he needed to do, that's fine. Because again, it opened up a whole new world for me, mm -hmm. but yeah, she just, um, you know, she, she wanted the picket fence. She mm -hmm. wanted what I had. And so that's fine. She got it. And that's okay. Um, that's, okay. Mm -hmm. that's okay. I mean, look, if, if I see her in the street or if I see her in the store, I hug her. If I see him, I hug him. It, we're not enemies. Mm -hmm. Yeah. There was a while I hated her, but you know, <laughs> now that I've grown up, mm -hmm. I realized that she was looking out for her best interest mm -hmm. and he was looking out for his happiness too. So I don't, I don't fault either one of them for that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's interesting. Um, uh, polyamorous, polyamorous relationships how they always they always seem to like they seem to be good in the beginning but then um because i don't think we're made to we're not made to be with 20 you know people we're made to sort of mate with our divine partner whoever that is and and find that sacred union and create that alchemy you know, because it's, it's a lot having one relationship. I mean, like, you know, with one person is like a lot. You can go very deep, I think, with one person who's willing. We can only yes. meet each other where we are. You know, yes. if some person is like shut off, we can't, and they won't open the door. You can't, you can knock, but you, you can't always meet somebody if they're not willing. So, um, you know, in the end, vibrationally, we align with the person that we are aligned to. And so, you know, even though it might have seemed like a loss, it sounds like there was actually something beautiful and divine that came from this, which is your sense of sovereignty, your sense of um, self and, and deep and love. What I'm really feeling from you is blooming love, like you're garden from within i can see that in you and it's just glowing you're glowing and growing and you know um and that just means that your divine partner is going to show up because you're loving yourself first you know and i i'm i'm intrigued with the thought that um so many people want to go into those kinds of relationships the white picket fence and then they don't have the ability to be to be everything you know like it's hard it's probably very hard you know i haven't I don't, i'm not a mother yet then i haven't i haven't gotten married so i'd love to be educated on what it's like and what it's you know it's, it's different for everyone but i'm sure that there are some similarities across the board where a woman probably has to learn how to take care of herself first in the process yeah oh yeah absolutely um and i mean i I didn't, except for date night, you know, whenever I was married um, <clears throat> to my children's father, you know, I would get my hair done, get my nails, I would do my nails, 
That'd be the last thing I do before we go on dates. So, I mean, I always looked great when we were going out, but I was not nothing to come home to because I hair up in a ponytail, spit up on my shirt. That was the mom. That was me mothering. That was me doing the mothering job because I know my mom wasn't around a whole lot. So I didn't know how to do it. So I just poured my whole soul into mothering my children. Mm. So I think that because as I became a mother, I quit taking care of myself. That's another reason that I think, you know, the white picket fence is fine and all, but you have to realize it has, it's a balance. It's a balance. You can keep your sexuality while being a mother. Mm-hmm. It, it, you know, it, it doesn't, your sexuality doesn't go just because you're breastfeeding a child. Mm-hmm. You know, and so often I, that's kind of just how I felt in the beginning as a new mom that, okay, I'm a mom now, so I can't be sexual, which is so false. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So women fall into the role where they have to feel like they have to choose. So yes, how, do, how do we find that middle ground? You know, how do we find that, that place? Well, well, time for the babysitter time for us time. You probably have to plan those kinds of things a lot more and have them in your calendar. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. And, and I didn't have, um, my children only, they had one grandfather living nearby. Other than that, there was nobody to babysit. So our outings were not very often, you know, there weren't mm-hmm. a whole lot of times we were childless. Mm-hmm. Our lives was, were, they revolved around the kids. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but yeah, absolutely. I think that in any relationship that involves children or pets, you know, you got to get away from your pets sometimes. Oh, too. it's so true. It's very important to get away from the things yeah. that you normally take care of to where you can cut loose and hang a bra from the ceiling fan if you want to, you know? <laughs> I love it. Oh my gosh. That's, that's such great advice, you know? Um, and, and that's so important. So what, what do you think you've, uh, like for people that are going through the, this process or, or some process that you've explained, what would your advice be as you're going through it? Um, I, you know, there's things I could say I would have done different, but the fact of the matter is I, I, I made copies of the papers. I researched, mm-hmm. I, you know, I highlighted, I went over things with my partners mm-hmm. him mm-hmm. and her before we bought this house. Mm-hmm. And when we bought the house, it was too late to go back on anything. You know, we had already, I thought we were committed. Um, so I don't know that, that I should have done anything differently. Mm-hmm. I, I think that, I mean, probably we should have been together longer before we decided to make such a big step. Mm-hmm. Instead, it was just one night together and then she moved in. Mm-hmm. You know, so mm-hmm. it, I would say to definitely at least try six months living separate, mm-hmm. but being in a relationship before you decide that you want to go public with it, which was mm-hmm. a huge deal for us. It happened at a country mm-hmm. club golf tournament. Um, but yeah, I, I definitely think <laughs> a more time. That, do tell. <laughs> oh, it, it was it was very funny. She he was sitting there and I was on one side and she was on the other. Mm-hmm. And he turned to tell her something and she kissed him and he looked at he looked at me and his friends looked at me and I'm like it's cool I'm good. <laughs> and that was our coming out. <laughs> that's wild. Oh my gosh, that's so cute. Um, and what was it? You know, what was the dynamic like in the relationship when all three of you were together? Did you feel did you still feel loved as you did before or how did that change the <laughs> dynamic? I did, and you know, I said I would do something. I, I couldn't think of what I would change, but actually I used to push them together because I, I thought me and him was good. I mm-hmm. thought we were good enough that I invited somebody else in. Mm-hmm. And she had become a really good friend to me. She was my best friend. So I knew we were good. Mm-hmm. So I would babysit and I would tell them, look, y'all go do this. You could go do this. And I would send them out to where they could bond. 
Mm. And I probably wouldn't do that again. Mm-hmm. So you were just like pushing them. Yeah. Yeah. I was, I was right. But I thought I was doing us a favor as a family because mm-hmm. I knew that they needed to get to know each other. But that's probably something that, that, um, that I would change if I had it to do again. Mm-hmm. I would make sure that it was the three of us spending time together. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't, there was not, it was not sexual between me and her. We were just basically sharing him. Mm-hmm. Got it. Do you feel that maybe subconsciously you were possibly just, just maybe subconsciously like not as interested in him as you thought, like, you know, I don't know. My sister told me whenever I introduced her to her, she said, thanks for introducing me to your kid's stepmom. And I'm like, what are you talking about? No. And mm-hmm. she's like, yeah. And my sister's very, very, very awoke also. And mm-hmm. she's like, she said, no, she said that that's your kid's new stepmom. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because maybe, you know, it's because like women are usually a little possessive of their part, not possessive, but like, you know, like you're my man, mm-hmm. you're my yes. man, you know what I mean? And um, it's not that, and even if we're like woke and stuff, you know, but, um, do you think that maybe you were just done with him? You know? No, I, I wasn't. The thing was, I saw how happy he was when she was around. And that was the oh. man that I fell in love with. The man that was happy and, oh, I see. you know, he was, he was jovial and he was always joking. And mm-hmm. that, that was the person that I wanted. That's the person I wanted to be around. And mm-hmm. so I think that part of me thought, if it takes having someone else to be here to have that person back in my life, then I'm going to do it. That makes sense. So you were like, I love you so much. I want to see you happy because I want the person I fell in love with. Yes. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. And then they ended up just falling in love. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, and gosh. their love was stronger than our love. And that's fine. It worked mm-hmm. out for them. Like I said, they're, they're married now. And, and yeah. we, got, we got divorced 10 years ago. So. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And how are you, how are you feeling in your heart about this? Um, I, I let him know, I let him know that I was going to be doing this because I wanted to give him a heads up. Mm-hmm. Um, because I mean, he's still the father of my children and mm-hmm. you know, that level of respect there. Oh yes, absolutely. Um, I didn't want him to be blindsided. And so he knows and he's like, well, if that's what you need to do to make yourself feel better then okay. <laughs> you know, I'm not trying to gain anything for myself out of this, yeah. but. I, I really think that lots of people can learn from this. Yeah. Um, and, and, you know, I don't want to say that I was done with him because I really don't think I was. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we had mentioned splitting up a couple of times, but we had pretty much decided to wait it out till the kids were 18, mm-hmm. but uh, we didn't even make it to 13. <laughs> mm-hmm. Wow. So, I mean, this is important. I think we should be talking, you know, about these things. These are important conversations you know they're not people because people try different things out you know sometimes they try things out to spice up their life their marriage um you know and and what what advice would you give people if they if they were in love with their partner and you know they were wanting to work it out or get him to be happy or her to be happy yeah if if you love your partner Mm -hmm. Do not invite someone else into your bed with you. That's my advice. Mm. Period. Because we had talked about it for years, but we never found the f- perfect person. You know, I don't want my next door neighbor. I don't want my best friend. I don't want one of your friends. Mm-hmm. You know, so there was no Tinder. There was no, you know, none of this Craigslist. There was none of that back then. So, I mean, we live in a small town. So it wasn't like we could just say, hey, let's do this and pick somebody. Mm-hmm. And then the whole town don't know about it the next day. So um, I would definitely say if you love somebody, don't, don't invite someone else in your bed. I have never done that again with anyone I loved. 
Mm-hmm. I've done it with other people, but I've never done it with anyone I've loved mm-hmm. because I learned my lesson. Mm-hmm. Wow. That's powerful. I mean, we have to learn by trying things out. We don't know, you know, yeah. we're, we're all learning and growing. And so um, this is a very important conversation to have, you know, and a lot of people in the, a lot of communities are talking about polyamorous relationships. And I'm like, I've never been in one. Um, and I, kind of doubted that they would that that was a solution for any problem because i think two people have to make the step to say hey let's explore tantra or let's explore sexuality together mm-hmm. we're so multi-layered as as humans we're layered mentally emotionally physically spiritually and sexually and i think you can always find a way to fall deeper in love with somebody but they have to be willing to participate too. They have to come face to face and be willing to do the work and it's vulnerable work, you know? And sometimes it's easier just to grab someone new. You know, a lot of people do that. They're like, oh, I'll yes. take that. Or rather than having to go and look deeper at my shadow or my mirror, I'll just look over here to somebody that's distracting me so that I don't feel... Like I need to deal with that. It'll make this go away. But the truth is that never goes away. It'll just show up back here in this relationship. It's just, it's just sort of like, you know, what is it called? Musical chairs. We're just moving around. But then at the end of the day, the core is really us. Everything is us. And so I, I really honor your authenticity and your sharing. This is such a brave thing to do, but also... Um, I'm honoring your ability to just be with yourself and, and the joy and the beauty coming from you. You're emanating this like light. And I think it just feels like self-love and acceptance. Um, the fact that you're able to forgive, you know, that's huge because so many people are angry and bitter for the rest of their mm-hmm. life, you know, and that's important. It, it took a long time. It took a long time for me to forgive. And then when I thought about it, you know, I had to decide I, I couldn't just forgive them because in the beginning I thought, oh, well, they betrayed me. But that wasn't it. They, they weren't even thinking about me. And that may sound bad, but it's not. They weren't. Everybody thinks about themselves first. And that's how it should be. Mm-hmm. And that's what I'm doing now. But in the beginning, it was, I was definitely bitter and angry. Mm-hmm, um, of course. But now here, here it is, and I look back on it with different eyes. And, mm-hmm. you know, I, after an awakening, I realized that, you know, they did what was best for them. And mm-hmm. I have to do what's best for me, which, you know, I moved on. And the lessons I learned from ending that relationship in 2006 has led me to decisions I'm making now, mm-hmm. you know, which is, for a 48-year-old woman who's fixing to be divorced four times. Mm-hmm. And I'm okay with that because it means I'm not a quitter and I'm going to keep trying to find love because my forever person is out there. Oh, yes. That's so true. I mean, whoever the forever is is lucky because they, they get like, you know, we got to go. We got to practice. We got to try. We got to keep learning. We got to keep growing. We grow for ourselves and for our partner. Um, because, and they're, and they're out there growing too, you know, and so they're going to show up and you guys are going to be at that level. Like, let meet me here. A lot of times I think, um, you know, people, we outgrow, you know, relationships, right. When we're going, and then I think we get to a certain level where we're like, okay, we're ready really for the one, the one, like everybody was just sort of practice so that we could get to the one. 
the one had to start here inside of us like oh wow and we have to be with it and and um i'm amazed sometimes like how people just move on so fast and they're they're like you know you end a relationship and you turn around and they're in another relationship you're like what they moved in they already have like house and picket, the white picket fence you're like how in the world did you just manage to get over this and just move on just like that in the meantime you're still mourning and although it seems like so painful to be the one on you know first morning and spending time more alone i think the person that actually goes through the morning and does the deep inner work is the one who will be happier because they're not they didn't just put a band-aid on like here here's another person here's another you know situation distract me distract me distract me so that i don't have to feel yeah and and it's very common to do in, in relationships which is what i think the biggest reason for infidelity you know, whether it's online or just texts or, or phone calls or mm -hmm. office, your office crush, you know, there's always a line there. And mm -hmm. when you don't want to deal with the, the problems you have at home, you go to somebody who makes you feel good about yourself. Mm -hmm. And while that sounds like you're taking care of yourself, it really doesn't. It mm -hmm. causes more grief because you've got your own issues you need to finish and complete and deal with and finalize mm -hmm. and then move on to the next thing. You have to, there's something so important about finality completion of grieving you know too and i i think i feel like in our culture society we're not allowed to grieve it's like what are you yeah. kidding me i don't care you know if it was if we were dating for two months or two years you know when when i give my heart i give all of it it's not like oh well i've only known you know it's like if I feel a soul connection, it's like, mm -hmm. then I'm generous with my heart. So then being generous with your heart, it's going to hurt no matter what. And you've got to grieve. And I think grieving is such a vital part of moving forward. We cannot move forward until we grieve. We can pretend to move forward, get a new relationship, get somebody to distract us, whatever that is. But at some point you're going to hit a wall and crash because you cannot, you've got to take care of you. You've got to look inside. It's easy in this world. You can't, you can't love someone fully. Fill your own heart first. Mm -hmm. It's not easy. It's not easy, but you have to do it because otherwise you're just giving somebody else some, something that somebody else stomped on. And, and it's not fair to expect, expect them to be able to fix it. You know, oh, you have to fix yourself, fair. fix that's yourself, clean fair. yourself up, take that heart out, iron it back, you know, get it big, back blue, uh, smooth and plumpy and put it back in. Then right? <laughs> you have to give it to somebody else. It's so true. It, what you said was so perfect because I had someone in the past that tried to, you know, with it, I was dating and came into my life and they were still heartbroken over their ex. They hadn't cleaned it up. And I didn't know the extent of, that because i thought hey you're showing up you i i thought we i thought we were meeting at the same place anyways um they 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 turned out to bring their ex into the relationship by attacking me because um he wasn't really c complete with her and it caused me so much grief and pain i could not understand the psychology of how someone could do that um, when you show them nothing but love, nothing but care, you open your heart, you open your home, and like that's the things I get. You get your 
ex to try to come assault me verbally, mentally, emotionally, in all possible ways. I mean, that's, but that's a perfect example of somebody who hadn't cleaned up his own crap. Yes. He's yes. still in it and he's trying to, and then they end up dragging you through their shit. No, thank you. Don't ever do that. Anybody watching, don't do that. <laughs> Just don't. <laughs> do not do that. I'm not just talking about me. Don't do that to anybody. It's so horrible. It's so rude. It's inconsiderate. Work through your own stuff. And, and you're such a shining example of, the, uh, of what that looks like to be brave and to be courageous. And, and I'm sure that's not easy, but you've shown up and now you're, you know, you've gone to see the world. You were in Asia. Tell me about your, your journey and your trip and how that expanded you. Well, the, the, the man I'm married to now, he was in oil field and he had lost his family in his marriage. And, um, we met at my, our divorce attorney's office. <laughs> I had been divorced for a while, but I was doing flower beds at the office and we met and, um, and we hit it off real good. Um, and he was in the oil field. Mm -hmm. So he decided he didn't want to go overseas anymore because he felt that contributed to him losing his family last time. Mm -hmm. So I said, okay, well, we'll, you know, we'll get married. We'll stay here. Mm -hmm. So we did that for a year. We stayed living locally and I could see he was not the same man I fell in love with. He was bored. And I said, look, if you want to go overseas, I'm willing. Just let me get my kids mm -hmm. graduated. So mm -hmm. I had one left to graduate. So I brought her to school in New Orleans, set her up in her dorm. And then a week later, him and I moved to Indonesia for his job. Mm -hmm. um, we stayed there for six, seven months, and then we moved to China for a year and a half. Mm -hmm. And um, after that, the work fell off. We moved back to the States for two years, and then we went back to Malaysia mm -hmm. here recently. Mm -hmm. And after things kind of fell apart with me and him in Malaysia, I went by myself to Thailand. I went by mm -hmm. myself to Cambodia. I went by myself to um, Vietnam, backpack Vietnam two weeks by myself. Mm -hmm. That was mm -hmm. fun. Oh, amazing. Very good. Very That's good. on my goals list. And I, look, I, I will never have anything for love for this man. I mean, he showed me a side of the world that I don't know if I would have seen otherwise because I was a Caribbean cruise type girl. <laughs> so I'm really glad for everything we've done together. But um, he's over there working now and I'm back here in our hometown. Mm -hmm. And um, who knows what the future will hold. He, he always yeah. jokes. He always jokes. He's not giving up because first and third had two chances. Maybe he'll get another chance. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. That's so sweet. I mean, <clears throat> I love your sense of humor about it. And like, you know, we have to come. We, I think it's important to find the value in every single relationship that we have. It doesn't matter if it quote unquote worked out or not we yeah. get some of our best lessons come from the shittiest situations. You know, I've learned so much from relationships. They are such great teachers and, um, and each one offer, you know, everyone offers something unique and they can show you something different about the world, about yourself, about, they can even show you feedback about what you don't want, you know, especially what you don't want. You're like, I don't yes. want that. And you're like, Oh, and now I learned, I need more boundaries. Now I learned, I need, you know, to say no or to stand for what I want, whatever that is, they're going to show you what you want or, or new things you didn't know you wanted. And they're going to show you things you didn't want. And I think coming in the middle and trying to figure that out together is really important, but it's great to be friends and it's great to learn. Um, I feel like, I feel like you have like, let's see, four volumes of books. 
<laughs> yes, I do. Yeah. Yeah, it's going to be a series. <laughs> a series of books, exactly. I mean, you just can't get it all out in one. I can't. No. No way. There's just no way. I feel like I know. I have. I have um, Galactic Goddess Part Two. I mean, it's it's ongoing, and that's the fun of life. Like life would not be fun and interesting if we didn't step out and try things and um and that includes things not working out as well as working out you know um that to me that's what success is is like is being a like the fool you know in the tarot card the fool yes to me that's my favorite card because in life you gotta be a fool but yes. a, con a conscious fool so you gotta you gotta take the leap of faith you gotta try you gotta love you gotta explore you'll never know if you don't and then you're going to have a full story. If you don't do anything, you're going to have a very boring life. And you can read our books. <laughs> yes, yes, absolutely. <laughs> I love that. Um, and so please tell us about your chapter that you're going to be writing for Awakening Starseeds. <clears throat> um, I'm going to write on love and sexuality. Um, I was lucky enough to show my daughters when we went to Costa Rica that you don't have to have big double D, double G breasts for to be sexual. They learned that, which is funny because originally I had told them I would, if they made it to 23 without having babies, I would get them some breast implants back when I loved mine. <laughs> yes, yes. And when they went with me to get mine out, she's like, how about a nose job? I don't want the boobs anymore. <laughs> but I'm, I'm really glad that they could see so many women there that thought they were getting them for good reasons and they, you know, they weren't told the truth. So I'm really glad that my girls don't equate big breasts or body shape with sexuality. They know there's so many other ways to be sexual, but there's a lot of people out there who don't have anyone to tell them that. I know. So I just want to let everyone know, you know, it's okay to, your sexuality doesn't have it to be in a white picket fence that everybody approves of. As long as it's okay for you, that's, you know, that's, that's all that matters. Um, and I mean, the, the most important thing is make your own sexuality choices and let others have the freedom to make their own without judgment. Uh, yes, um, yes. That, that's the most important thing to me is whatever someone else decides to do for their sex, let them. That's mm -hmm. not you. It doesn't, it doesn't affect you. Let them be. That's beautiful. That's so important. And I think it's so important, you know, we're all here learning and exploring and giving people the respect to, to try new things is very important. Um, but, but yeah, and it's just as important to educate people that yes, it's not the breast implants or the butt implants or any implant that's going to give you more sexuality. Sorry, none of that is going to activate your sexuality. If anything, it's going to drain it because your, your vitality starts to diminish. Um, so I love that. I really see that your, your true nature coming forward, your divine essence, your, it's like you, you've been activated. This process has activated you, your truth, your soul blueprint and your voice. And that is the most beautiful, sensual thing a woman can be in tune with is her own truth. What could be more beautiful and sexual and sensual asking for what you want, you know, showing up the way you want being who you want, how you want, talking about what you want, all very important, all very essential. So I think you've um, finally nailed it there. <laughs> and 
it's easier for people who live in bigger cities to own their sexuality um, than it is for someone who lives in smaller cities. Because I can tell you, when I came back, there's definitely a lot of people who don't associate with me anymore because they know how that poly relationship ended. Mm -hmm. My children couldn't hang out with people at school anymore because of what I had done. So that's one thing I really want to do is educate everybody to let, let sexuality be a choice for one person. Mm-hmm. If it's not in your bedroom, it doesn't matter what happens. Exactly. It's so important. And that is so important. I can't believe that. So you experienced some judgment. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Wow. And, I mean, this is, most of it's from white picket fence people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? mm-hmm. I had somebody laugh at me the other day because I called them white picket fence folks. But, uh, you know, I mean, <laughs> it's just a whole different genre. And mm-hmm. there's nothing wrong with that. Because, yeah. I mean, yeah. I have friends who are, they're very happy living in the same place they've lived for 40 years mm-hmm. and they want that routine. They want coffee on the front porch. You know I mean? They want everything, everything exactly the same way their whole life and they never want to leave. And that's fine for them. It is. And that's what I'm saying. It's freedom of choice. It is. If you want to do that, do it. But if you don't, don't judge someone else because they decide to sin differently than you. Yeah, absolutely. Everything is for our growth. You know, even the things that go... That's for our growth. That's where we get our biggest growth. It's like, yes. that's like those are the catalysts for our massive shifts. Like, whoa, I'm going to have to restructure here. Give me some time. You know, we go through the whole process. It's amazing. And, but it, cause it, it's challenging, challenging. It's the challenges that bring us to who we truly are. If we're not willing to be challenged or challenge ourselves or go through challenging situations, you don't get that reward. Mm-hmm. All the rewards in life come from continuing to go and to challenge and to be the fool and to take that leap of faith. The fool yeah. is the winner, but they're the winner, unassuming winner, because nobody understands they won because it's what they have inside. It's what they know. It's what they feel. It's the expansion. It's the ability to take risks and to see life in such a different way. And um, Uh, Yeah, I love how open-minded you are. Obviously, you've been through a lot and, you know, you've come out just wiser and more radiant. Like, who who can say that, you know? And it's very rare. It's very rare. So what would you say to people who feel, like, bitter and hurt, you know? That's work they have to do inside themselves. There's no outer work that can can fix that. for me, it just took living, looking inside myself and realizing why was I so angry at them because they didn't want me as part of their relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was hurt. I was hurt. I felt betrayed. Mm-hmm. And I, I really think that journaling, I journaled a lot mm-hmm. near, near water. I like to sit near water when I journal. And journaling definitely helps. Um, and staying away from negative people that, that helped me get over it too. Because I mean, I surrounded myself with a tribe, I picked a handpicked a tribe and mm-hmm. lift me up. You know, I, I call them my Lilas and Lila, which means love you like a sister and love you like a brother. We have matching tattoos, 17 oh, of us. Wow. Yeah. So it's, you know, I have my tribe and they lift me up. And when I flew in from Malaysia, they were there, you know, waiting with open arms and scooped me up and I stayed in Cali for a little while. And then I drove across, wow. and came to Louisiana. And, you know, I mean, your tribe definitely matters and they will, your tribe can help you heal once you start Mm -hmm. the process, but you have to start it yourself. Amazing. That's such great advice. 
Thank you for sharing all that you have. I feel like we're going to have to do a part two on this because it's just so interesting. And there's so much to talk about, especially um, the unwinding of rules and things like that. But uh, thank you so much, Goddess Daya, for coming on. Um, your voice is going to be such a great addition in the book. And, you know, this, I, there's nothing to me that's more valuable than real life experience. You can, you can, you know, try to imagine what things would be like, but you have to do, go through the process. Like you can't imagine your way through life. You know, you, it's good to visualize, but you've got to experience things. And my favorite people are the ones who've been through the most and can still smile, still have a heart of gold, who've been broken and put themselves back together piece by piece, making an even more mo beautiful mosaic than before that's a true artist and that's a, an unbreakable being. Cause once you've been broken like that, you can't be broken like that again. And you know, your strength and you know, your inner power and your inner truth, most importantly. So thank you for sharing your light, your love and your magic. And thank you guys for joining us in this very interesting conversation. Much love. <laughs> Bye. Thank <laughs> you.